Hello and welcome to another episode of the Jeep and Bubba podcast. I'm Jeep and Bubba, and uh, today I'm leaning on the hood of a YJ, and I'm in the shop and I'm waiting on a customer to come pick up some parts for me from me. And uh, I have about 10-15 minutes, maybe. Uh, and I figured I would. Uh, I wanted to touch on the topic of uh, power, and the reason I want to do that is because today is officially. National Jeep V8 Day. Uh, what do I mean? I mean, they just announced today that the first production V8 Wrangler is going into production, coming to market. Um, yes, they've used V8s in the Grand Cherokees and other Jeeps, um, some of the older trucks, but they've never production. Uh, they have in concept, uh, but in production, put out a V8 motor. And that V8 motor is supposedly supposed to be able to run 0 to 60 in 4.5, a 13-second quarter mile. has 470 horsepower, 470 feet-pounds of torque. Um, This is really, uh, from what I understand, uh, an attempt to try to keep their stakehold in the market versus the Bronco. Now, that's not something I want to really get into or dive into uh, today. But what I want to talk about is that power. Now, guys have been doing LS swaps, Hemi swaps, all sorts of swaps, uh, diesel swaps, end Wranglers, uh, you know, small block Chevrolets from the beginning, uh, all sorts of things like that uh, from the very beginning. And um, one thing I wanted to discuss about power is that there are a lot of options, and there's a lot of reasons why you would want more power um, and what that what that power really means and what it does for you and it all comes back to what we talk about uh, I've talked about multiple times here on the podcast and this applies really to, to any vehicle but I always bring it back to what do you plan to do with your vehicle and what size tire are you running okay and I feel like sometimes with these big motor swaps we lose sight of what it is we really are wanting to do, and um, I'm not down on them. I think they're cool. I'm actually really happy that Jeep's putting this into production, but I want to give you a for instance, okay? So let's say that um, you just bought, I'm going to talk about a used vehicle. You just bought a, uh, a used JKU, let's call it a 2008. It's got 3.8 liter. And um, it's automatic, four-door, let's call it a a Sahara, and it's got factory 371s. I know some of you guys say Sahara. I I don't know. I call it the Sahara Desert, not the Sahara Desert, so that's why I call it that. Um, Maybe I'm ignorant. Anyways, um, let's say it has 371 gears, and your goal is to drive it back and forth to work and to use it as a weekend warrior to go off-roading once or once or twice a month, maybe once a month, maybe a couple times a year. But it's mostly going to be used on the road. Well, one of the things you want to do is put a little bit of lift kit on it and some bigger tires. Now, 33s used to be big, and 35s were ginormous, and then 37s were just ridiculous. Now, the normous uh, 35s are small, 37s are normal, 40s and 42s, are kind of in the big category, but not even that crazy. But you know, there's something you see now. But let's just say um, the most popular thing I see is 
puck lifts, two and a half inch lifts, three and a half inch lifts, and 35s and 37s. Now, let's say you go with 35s and two and a half inch lift on your JKU, maybe maybe you went three and a half inch lift. Let's just say, yeah, three and a half inch lift, 35s. First thing you notice, the 38 wasn't really peppy to begin with, and the automatic seems to never be able to find the correct range. Now, you're going to start probably, unless you just have a wealth of knowledge, start Googling what's going on. Why did I lose all this power? Why is why is it in and out in overdrive? Um, why is this thing such a dog? Well, you're going to find a couple things. You're going to find that the 3.8 really didn't make a lot of torque and a lot of power, and that your automatic is sucking most of that power away, and that you're not geared properly for the motor and transmission that you have. So that's when I want to start talking about power. Now this applies to if you have a YJ with a four-cylinder, this applies to if you have the new V8, this applies to if you have a pickup truck, whatever. You have to make the decision at some point, if you're running big tires, um, that you're going to rectify what you took away from the stock if you were going to enjoy the vehicle. So, um, right next to me right now, shout out Brandon Cordell, his, uh, his Jeep Cherokee is sitting right next to me. He's got 34-inch tires, uh, 4.5-inch lift, and uh, it's got the 4.0, but it's still running factory gears. And we didn't notice a huge difference when we went to that tire, but he does notice a difference, especially on hill climbs. And what he's thinking is going to a 4.5.6 in the gears. He hasn't mentioned a supercharger. He hasn't mentioned a motor swap. Um, and so what he's thinking about is just re-gearing it. Well, when we re-gear, we're not technically adding any power, but we are giving it more gear. We're putting the power in the right bands in the right times. So the RPMs are in the right places. And effectively, when let's just say you, you have a 410 gear, and you throw a 35-inch tire on. Well, that gear's no longer a 410. I mean, technically it is if you pulled it out. But it's actually acting like a smaller gear. It's acting like a 356 or um, a 371 or a 3... I don't know, is it 34-something? 342? Anyways, it's acting like uh, it's it's got a different gear. And what that happens is the final drive, you just don't have the power in the band that it was meant for for the vehicle. And so what you'll notice is sometimes your transmission is kind of searching. It's trying to find the power band. And you want to go to pass somebody on the highway, or you want to do a hill climb, and it has to drop out of overdrive, and it goes to a lower gear, and, it's, and you're like, whoa, I did not want you to do that right now. Um, that You don't have to live with that. Now, some people think maybe these Jeeps don't make enough power. I mean... You could argue that um, the 3.6 was better uh, than the 3.8, more power, and it didn't seem to be as big a deal when you put bigger tires. Now, uh, if you get a 3.6 or the 2-liter turbo, you know, we did. We have a, oh, we have the 2-liter turbo in our JL. We have a 3, I think it's 3.42 gear, 3.41. Uh, I don't know what the correct, I think it's 3.42. Anyways. It's got a 2-liter turbo, 285 horsepower, and uh, 35-inch tires. And we didn't notice much of a difference. Gas mileage went down a little, but not much. 
and it's still got tons of torque and power. Now, that one thing we got to keep in mind when we're talking about power, we're talking about gears, is the transmission plays a big, vital role in that. Um, if you have a manual transmission, you kind of control the RPM range, so you don't notice as much. When you have the old uh, automatic that was in the uh, JKs, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't so hot. It, it was always searching, but now these new JLs have an eight speed, so um, they got, they got the torquey low end motor of the turbo with the eight speed. It, it's effective, and um, one thing I've noticed, and this is not to attack the uh, the new V8 or if somebody who has a V8 swap. One thing I've noticed is I've got tons of power. I can go 85 miles an hour in my new Jeep, but it is. Uh, you know, a refrigerator. Uh, and at some point, let's just say you want to run 37s or 40s, and you're running, what do you want to run, 100? You want to go 0 to 60 in 4.5? That's 0 to 60 in death wobble. Like, that sounds absolutely absurd. Now, it may be really fun in some sand dunes, but I don't know if that's practical on the road. And then we're going to look at the price point that it's going to cost. The price point, people are estimating it's going to be a twenty to $25,000 premium. On top of the base package, so let's just say by Rubicon. Now you're looking at maybe seventy-five to eighty to eighty-five. And when these things first come out, dealers mark them up. So you're maybe looking at seventy-five to ninety when they come out. That sounds absurd to me. Uh, when you could buy the two-liter turbo or the the three-point-six and re-gear it, and then tune it with like an HP tuner, and you know run any size tire you want, and it's still gonna feel peppy and um, you know. I just don't think people think about the gearing as much. They just think, let's add more power. Now, let's flip the coin. Let's just say, I don't want to mess with the axles. I'd rather just add power. Well, that is something to consider because if you do add power, then the way you re-gear it needs to be different. I mean, if you've got 470 horsepower and a 513 gear, you better have a really big tire. And on top of that, you better have a built axle and built transmission and everything else to go with it. You know, one thing I heard early on in 4x4, a fantastic combo is underpowered and overgeared. Like a four-cylinder motor with some big gears. Now, that's not practical for riding on the highway or riding around town, but as far as off-roading is concerned, you're way less likely to break something if, with 98 horsepower um, and, and just using the gear to get you there, you know? So it's one thing I want to talk about today as far as power goes, and I just want to be honest and practical with you. We've done a couple really minor bolt-on things that we've noticed a difference on on the 2-liter turbo. We've done an exhaust of the Flowmaster kit. We did an SMB air intake. And uh, we're talking right now with uh, HP Tuner about doing a tune on the turbo. And uh, we might pick up 40, 50 horsepower like that. That isn't that common of a thing. That's kind of a new thing that's coming around with this turbo that didn't really exist. We're not hearing with people. I, I've seen guys with a 3.6 liter put an intake and exhaust on it. I saw a guy, he did this video, went and got it dynoed, and I think at the very top end, he gained 14 horsepower. You are not going to notice 14 horsepower if you put big tires on, but if you put a set of gears in your vehicle, you're going to immediately notice a huge difference. Um, whether it's if, if you go more aggressive, you're going to feel the peppiness in the low end, or you're going to feel closer to stock. It's not going to feel the sluggishness anymore. So when I'm thinking about the money it costs and the power upgrades, 
I think I'd rather put that in my axles. And I'd rather not spend money on bolt-ons and thinking that and somehow is going to make everything a little bit more peppy. Now, this 2-liter turbo, like I say, seems to be a different animal. Seems to be like there's a little room to tune and get a little more power. And some of the bolt-ons seem to make a better and bigger difference because it's just, it's a turbo. It's a different vehicle. It's it, it, You're starting to get in the tune, tuner realm when it comes to this motor. We've never had that really option um, out of the V6 and... Uh, and really, there's all sorts of bolt-ons for the inline six, the 4.0, and uh, I've got a bigger uh, throttle body, and um, I've done all like, the injectors and the plugs, and this really, I, I noticed some maybe run a, it runs a little smoother, but haven't noticed much out of it. But when I put 48 gears in my LJ with my 35s, huge difference, huge huge difference. So I know this sounds like a big advocate for gears and stuff like that, but I just thought, you know, it's one thing to think about. Maybe some people are thinking about rushing out, trading in their JL, getting themselves a, a, a V8-powered Jeep. And if you can own it, it's probably a pretty cool thing to own. But um, there's going to be some side effects to it. Um, one, you might get some speeding tickets, or it may be a little dangerous on the road. Uh, two, they've, they already have overheating issues out of the gate from the factory with the v6 and the diesel so i can only imagine what they've worked out to make it work with a v8 um and then uh, i know guys have been doing swaps for a while on them uh and they've loved them but if you're going to take that thing off road with a v8 you better have some, i don't know what they're going to do axle wise to make up for it like or, or i didn't read through that so maybe they're going to change some things but i would think that they're really going to have to have some strong axles I don't know if Dana 44s are going to handle 470 horsepower. Like the U joint's just really not that big, and the ring and pinion's really not that big. Um, so, and I know the JL 44s are a little bit different, but I feel like you'd almost want 60s or a 14 bolt. And uh, obviously, you're going to want to put bigger tires and you got all that motor. I mean, it just sounds like um, maybe they'll have it dialed in for the road, but when you start modifying for off road, I feel like. Um, it, it may spell disaster. It might be a little bit too much power. Uh, we don't know. Time will tell. I, I'm not, I, man, if I had 75 grand just sitting around, I'd probably go buy one and test all these theories out. Well, at the same time, I might just go buy, you know, a bunch of old Jeeps and, <laughs> and re-gear them and keep their, 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 uh, their motors. Cause I like the little four cylinders, uh, not just a two liter, the two five. And I like the 4.0 motors, um, uh, not a fan of the 3.8, and the 3.6 was always good to me in my JK, but, um, I like the older ones, they're good, they just need maintained, and they need, uh, uh, re-geared, basically, if you're gonna put a bigger tire, so it's one thing, I just want to recap, if we're thinking about doing some power upgrades, uh, to your Jeep, think about the purpose, like, why you're wanting to do it, if you're wanting it to be more fun, um, off-road if you want it to be a little bit easier to daily drive it because you need a little bit more pep out of it and it just feels like a dog uh it, it just falls flat on its face first of all i would think about re-gearing it to the proper gear uh and then just make sure it's it's dialed in you make sure it's tuned up proper and then maybe look at some uh power upgrades but um one thing i i just this is just my opinion um i haven't seen a supercharger successfully tuned yet 
um, over a long period of time. I've seen them work <laughs> for a short period of time, and then I've seen them not work anymore. Now, I've seen this guy with Prodigy Turbos um, build some really quick 3.6 liters. I don't know how practical they'd be off-road. He says they are, uh, but I hear good things about them. So that might be, that would be maybe a, a power upgrade that would uh, would pair well. But even if you did that, from what I understand, the kit's six or 7,000 for that turbo. And then, um, and then you re-gear, let's just say, you throw a locker in while you do it. Maybe you're in that ten grand. That ten grand is still cheaper than the premium on this new vehicle, and that ten grand is still cheaper than what most shops charge um, to LS swap a vehicle. So it's just some things to keep in mind. Uh, my own personal dream motor would be the uh, Cummins, uh, the 2.8 liter. I think it's like the B BT 2.8 liter. It's uh, not to be confused with the 4BT or um, so that's like, no, it's the R 2.0 RB or R maybe I'm just hungry. That's why I said RBs. Hmm. No, I think it's RB or just R 2.8. Um, it's a low horsepower, high torque, little package of a Cummins motor, four cylinder, and, uh, gets great gas mileage in Jeeps. Uh, and it's really the perfect to me power plant. It's, uh, it's not going to be quick to snap stuff, but it's got the power in the places that you need the power and it's going to get great gas and just consume consume the fuel slowly and uh i think it'd be a perfect little uh perfect little motor to put in uh, any kind of wrangler but uh maybe the eco diesel's right for you but i hear the premium on that's like eight grand they add that on top of the base price which is to me pretty pricey but that's just my thoughts and my takes on uh, jeeps and power and uh, I know there's tons of upgrades you can do out there from injectors to intakes to uh, tunes. And uh, uh, I would just say do your research as much as you can. Uh, I know the forums are a, uh, a place where you can just go down rabbit holes. But uh, ask professionals. Ask your friends. Uh, ask people in Jeep clubs online. And um, do as much research as you can. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to email me. Info at blackbearoffroad.com. We'll be glad to answer any questions you might have about re-gearing or uh, any kind of power modifications. But uh, that's just my take on, uh, uh, on on power when it comes to a Wrangler. I can't wait to see the first V8 production Wrangler uh, on the street. And uh, maybe, I don't know, get my hands on one. That'd be cool. Um, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Hope you have an adventure in your future. As always, don't forget to eat your prunes. And we'll be seeing you.